All right, this is Nuggets of Wisdom, episode three. With me, I have Bichon. I met this guy, I don't know, one week ago? At yeah. Maximum, during the Nomad Cruise, we were with more than 200 digital nomads. Nomads in the broader sense of the term. And Vishal came across to me as someone who is very centered and has some kind of glow. And that's why, you know, that's the kind of people I want to bring to this show. And just for you to know a couple of things, he's been involved in the startup scene for years. A real SF guy. <laughs> SF, LA, New York. Yeah, yeah. real startup scene. <laughs> And uh, started uh, more in the technical part, engineering, went on to sales and marketing, and now is becoming a real artist, doing video production and all. I think which is a big path and journey that you've taken on. And, totally, yeah. And that's one of the first things I wanted to ask you, is like, how did this journey evolve from, like, is it something you already had in mind when you started, or... You know, it's just like, oh, this is, oh, a new door, a new door, and keep evolving and growing and exploring. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. So I guess uh, the, when I was very young, I, I really wanted to uh, make movies. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, uh, the movie The Matrix, which came out when I was in uh, middle school, early high school, really uh, inspired me to get into filmmaking. Um, but then I took a, a left turn. I was uh, I started my first business when I was 13. Uh, wow. I was a it was a web design agency. Okay. So I would you know go to local businesses, knock on each door, say, Hey, do you need a website? And it was the easiest way to make money at the time. And um, that led me to go to college and study computer science. So the whole filmmaking thing went out the window. Okay, but. That's interesting because I started coding and doing website when I was about that age. Yeah, too. yeah. And I don't know if I wanted to make a movie when I was that young, but I also had bigger dreams. Sure. But then I went to IT because it was the most logical path. So, then, so you had this vision, you know, when you were younger. But how did that manifest in yeah. your journey? Sure. How how do you evolve? Yeah. So um, I guess once uh, I got into computer science, uh, it, uh, I, I really enjoyed being in the flow of coding. And it was mm -hmm. very problem-solving oriented. Um, but then uh, my, my first job was a, in my real career, quote-unquote, was uh, being the lead front-end engineer of a music tech startup called GrooveShark. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did this for about two and a half years, and then I started to get a little envious of all the sales and marketing guys because they looked like they were having the most fun uh, while I was stuck behind a desk coding. So um, that led me to go to my CTO and say, hey, this is how I feel. And he was like, okay, why don't you spend 50% of your time uh, coding and 50% of your time exploring? And uh, amazing guy, his name's Josh Greenberg, probably one of, uh, definitely was one of my mentors. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, but uh, one of the guys early in my career I really looked up to. And uh, so I started my own department. It was, uh, I became the director of events and sponsorship. And it was more or less my excuse to go to a lot of music festivals <laughs> uh, while, while also marketing for the company. It was Groove Shark, right? Yes, Groove Shark, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and then from there that involves into uh, me actually uh, I got laid off because marketing uh, was the first to to be let go once uh, things started to go downhill uh, so this was my chance to get out of Florida uh, I'd been there my entire life 25 years so the first place I wanted to go was New York City and um, of course, I'd visited a bunch, but like actually living there, being in the center of the universe, um, uh, was someplace I wanted to be. So, fortunately, I had a, a good relationship um, uh, with uh, uh, someone at Vice Media, and uh, he gave me the opportunity uh, to work. And this is where I started to do more uh, digital marketing partnerships for um, a vertical called the Creators Project. And um, after about a year of that, uh, I'd never had any sales experience whatsoever. And uh, I forget where I picked up this knowledge. Maybe it was Napoleon Hill. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the best skill sets you can have is sales. And that applies to all aspects of life, <laughs> whether it's um, making money, finding a new relationship, uh, even when you're a kid, you're negotiating with your parents. So uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to really lean into this. And uh, uh, a company I'd partnered with while I was at Vice um, sent out this email saying, hey, we've developed this new product and uh, we need someone to take it to market. Do you know anyone you would recommend? And you know, I started thinking, who can I recommend? But then I thought, wait a second, <laughs> why don't I do this? I'm completely unqualified, but why don't I throw my hat in the ring and see what they say? And um, they, uh, they thought about it, and you know, we had a really good uh, dynamic, and they saw potential, so they gave me a chance. And it was on a eat-what-you-kill basis. So if you're going to hire someone and they don't perform, you're not really losing that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an opportunity cost. So uh, they gave me a shot and uh, I turned out to uh, excel pretty quickly. It was the fastest my income had ever grown up until that point. So uh, once I really got into the sales aspect, um, uh, I found that it can be very much a grind, a lot of hours. And uh, I decided um, after three years there, I'm going to Quit. I had turned 30. Um, I decided I wanted to leave New York. Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time, and it was just total change. So I, I decided to do this digital nomad journey and started figuring out what I want to do next. And uh, I got two months before I got pulled back into the rat race. Uh, a mutual friend of me and my uh, former business partner in the next venture. Uh, introduced us, and uh, I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity. Uh, Basically, it was a company called Symmetry Labs, and we built LED-based sculptures. So you could find our work at music festivals, business conferences, retail environments. Uh, We were in movie sets, and um, I thought, okay, this is amazing. I I truly thought it was uh, incredible. So um, after a year of that, that inkling inside of me that was like, hey, you're supposed to be on that nomad journey, returned. And uh, so, you know, finally left after a year there. And uh, I've now been on my nomad journey for uh, just about a year now. 
And uh, where you and I met on this nomad cruise was my first uh, nomad gathering type event. Okay. So meeting with the tribe. Yes, exactly. One one thing that resonated with me and that you said a different ways, but a couple of times is you, like when you said I was laid off, and I saw that as a chance too. It was like, okay, there there's something there, and the same you said. Um, was seizing the opportunity sure. when like who do who could do that and like what about me and how do you how do you see that in your journey this capacity of seizing opportunity or converting a negative experience into something pos positive has that affected your your journey yeah yeah so I I consider my life a series of falling upwards. Every time I've run into a difficulty, uh, I've always come out better in a better position on the other end. And um, yeah, I, I, I've always felt like a cat that lands on its feet. And uh, I, it's it's all about making mistakes and grabbing opportunity by the horns and taking risks. So do you? intentionally put yourself into situations where you will fall because you know that it's going to be upward yeah yeah totally uh i mean like e even on the cruise that we went on there was mm -hmm. that that talent show yeah, I, I i hadn't done a talent show since i was a kid and uh i, I just recently started teaching myself piano and i figured okay this is going to be really nerve-wracking uh i better not mess up on stage um and after doing it successfully, uh, you know, I've been able to, to gain a little bit more confidence. I've, I've always thought that uh, you can't fake confidence. Confidence only comes from track record and results. Mm. And uh, it's taking those risks to get those results to then grow the confidence further. Yeah, yeah. So what are the next yeah. uh, failure you're putting yourself to? To do just to make sure that you keep growing yeah yeah well well now i'm trying my hand at starting a business mm -hmm. um so it's uh I'm basically starting an online academy for dog training so if you have a dog we teach you how to train your dog um i'm not a dog expert by any means um my business partner is i discovered him in costa rica we both happen to be uh, at a similar event and uh, I had gone into that vacation um, asking myself do I want to stay on this path of serving large corporations uh, or did I want to do something that allowed me to optimize for freedom rather than optimizing for making a ton of money and the answer that came back was you gotta leave that job and you gotta seek the freedom and as one door closed, another door opened, I met my business partner, we immediately uh, felt a true alignment. Okay, so you decided to go on that journey, like I'm quitting everything. First thing you do, you go to Costa Rica, and then you met that person and boom. So it's slightly timeline different is different. Before I'd quit, I'd gone to Costa Rica over the uh, Christmas break. Okay. And I went in with that intention of, making the final decision if I'm going to okay. leave or if I'm going to okay. stay. And then once I decided 
I was going to leave and then I began this nomad path, the first place I went back to was Costa Rica because I had found so much uh, peace and um, healing energy there mm. to, to really sort of get me more into alignment on my path. Okay, that's very interesting that you bring that up. It's because the first thing that you know, strikes me when I saw you is that peace. Oh, thank not, you. Not, not necessarily when you went on stage. Sure. <laughs> not the right moment to feel at peace doing something. Yeah, I was very... just blacked out when I was on but, stage. Yeah. But even there, like, I felt like these, what I call centeredness. Yeah. You know, it's like, not, you're not doing these. Sure. You're like... And I felt these intense first time you spoke to me. And how, how, what do you do and what... What are your actions and habits or processes or because you told me you're a process guy so I'm trying to speak sure, yeah, yeah. to get to that piece? Yeah, I would have to attribute uh, a lot of that stillness to meditation. Okay. And uh, meditation has always been tricky for me. Um, I've gone through stints of, of, of doing it all the time then I fall off the horse and what really got me to make it more of a daily practice was transcendental meditation and I, I'm kind of convinced it was because I made the monetary investment and I wanted to make sure uh, I, I get it uh, get what I can out of it and through that I've uh, I meditate uh, at least once 20 minutes a day sometimes okay. twice um, to be honest while I've been on this cruise it's it's been a little bit more difficult just because I've been so many events so much stuff going on um, But I find meditation to be a cumulative um, growth, ha have a cumulative growth effect. Um, it just gets better and better and better. Um, other than meditation, um, uh, I enjoy doing breath work. Um, what other habits would I attribute that stillness to? My, one of the questions that comes to me is, what do you do internally? Sure. Now, you know, and I'm all into for meditation and breath work, but I've also met a lot of people that do meditate, that do breath work, sure. and they're not at peace at all. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, so it, I think there's something inside of you, like the way you look at things mm. or, or you, that you look at yourself that provokes that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an answer for that. So one of the most profound experiences I've ever had in my life uh, was sitting with a, uh, a medicine called 5-MeO-DMT. It comes from a, uh, an animal called the bufo frog, okay. uh, which is found in the Amazon. And um, it's, it's practiced for thousands of years through shaman. And... Uh, When I went through this experience, um, coming back to the matrix, uh, I had this incredible um, vision where I was in that white room that Neo and Morpheus find themselves in, where it's just absolutely a blank canvas. And then you see all the guns load in. Um, in my case, the guns didn't load in. <laughs> it just stayed white. And... Um, It was, it was like as if I felt like I was an ant on a tuning fork. I was just vibrating at perfect harmony with the universe. 
and I felt absolute bliss. And as I slowly came back to earth, it was like a feather falling to the ground, I received these two messages that were very clear. And they're very basic. We hear them all the time, but it made it that much more profound. And it was uh, love yourself and have gratitude. Mm-hmm. I had goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, as you said, we hear them all the time. Sure. I, when you said it, I felt, I felt it. Yeah. Which is, I think that's a difference. It's also personally, all these lessons I've received, pieces of wisdom, nuggets of wisdom I've received is nothing ever new. Mm. It's something that has, is written everywhere. Like it's like constantly in your face, but totally. one day you just decide, oh, I heard you. Yeah. This time. Yeah. Very, very and, profound. And this is something where, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. Whenever I find myself in a situation where I'm feeling challenged and I have to find my center, it's something I go back to. It's like, mm. am I loving myself right now or am I hating myself? Because that mm-hmm. negative self-talk is probably the, one of the worst things you can ever do to yourself. And am I grateful for what I have? Is the fact that, uh, you know, I have access to healthy meals or the fact that I got great sleep or uh, the fact that I have the opportunity to bring value to the world. If I don't feel grateful for that, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And one thing that's striking me is... Mm in the first conversation, but also when we met here in the bar, yeah. um, was you don't only love yourself, you do love others. Oh, one, absolutely. You can't love others without loving yourself. Yeah. But you, I was, you, we met after my talk and you gave me feedback and it's like, wow, that is profound, that is thought through, but it comes only from a place of, this is what I see that you need to grow. Totally, yeah. And you've done that also with that girl when we were there, and it's just like in the middle of the music, loud music and all that, and you improvise a mastermind yeah. to make sure like, I see something in you, you have potential, okay, let's do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And this is something I highly value and respect, especially being able to generate that in the environment. He was passing on the phone of like, <laughs> give advice to her and, and you know, pe- making people take time and care. Yeah care so that she can grow and was like completely selfless like you you might not even know who she is or might never see her again yeah but i sense this uh, i don't care i just makes me feel good Mm. to make someone else feel good absolutely it was very beautiful to witness now you know i want to make these episodes short for the while I'm starting sure, the shows sure, for sure, people yeah. to be able to engage and follow the first and then get to want to know more. Yeah. And you know I'd love to go on and on for a whole evening. Yeah. But making things short, mm. and I think you've already started answering the question, but that's how I end, finish all episodes, is what is for you one nugget of wisdom you want to share with people watching? Yeah. No. I said it once, I'm going to say it again. Love yourself and have gratitude. And uh, loving yourself starts with 
stopping the negative self-talk and having gratitude starts with uh, taking inventory of things that you might necessarily uh, appreciate and then see how you can appreciate them more and more. And maybe just so that they want to do that, what has, are the effects you have noticed on doing that? Yeah, great question. Uh, I've found myself to be happier, uh, to get knocked off my horse less and less. Mm. And um, ultimately feel more into my purpose. Mm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> you know, that's nuggets yeah. of wisdom. Yeah. That's, that's the purpose of these podcasts. Is, you know, we've all gone through a journey in life. Everyone here watching, we all have these. But I feel like we spend not enough time condensing that and making sure that someone else can live with it. So mm. thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for your wisdom. And thank you very much for watching. Comment, like, share, subscribe, whatever you know. But more importantly is don't just listen to it. Listen to it and make sure that his journey, whether it's falling upward or loving yourself or feeling grateful, serves your growth and your ability to contribute to other people's lives. So thank you very much. This was Nuggets of Wisdom, episode three. See you soon.